Happy New Year, everyone. Happy, Happy New Year. Year. Sure. And all the quintessence be forgotten. I'm singing, but we don't really agree. Well, we'll finish one. The last one singing. We'll start this one. No. No. That's the next single. Welcome to a new year. Welcome to the same old podcast. Right, Paul? <laughs> no, not really. Why? I discovered that Father Christmas isn't real. <laughs> because if he was to deliver a one kilogram gift to every child on the planet, to pull the sleigh, it'd be that heavy, you'd actually need five and a half million reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> so that is not you real. You ruined my Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Dowd ruined my Christmas. Oh, here we go. Move <laughs> oh, on, move on. Hi, Sam. Evening. We played Fleetwood. It seems like a long, long time. In fact, it feels like it last year. Yeah, it's years ago. Yeah, so uh, you went along there. But one stat that uh, I found, or two stats, shall I say, uh, the first stat was the penalty that Fleetwood got where they scored was the first shot on target. And the second stat uh, was the... Uh, was this goal celebration music? Captain Pugwash. Yeah, Absolutely tremendous. Oh, it was class. What a trip. What is the Loved reason it. for the specific goal the music? Sound. Thanks, Paul. Shoot the words right out to my mouth. Absolutely brilliant. On the way home, a big dual ties way, I don't know if it's A59 or whatever, saw a guy with a Lassic stop on cycling down, cycling back to Wigan, which I thought was quite a yeah, reason. Yeah. Right, so Fleetwood. Great stuff. Three points. Transfer window's open. You wouldn't know the transfer window was open, would you? I'd expected by now that some of our supporters would have gone into absolute meltdown because we've not signed Lionel Messi yet. Have we not signed him yet? No. Oh, they're all plus. Sat the chairman. Yeah, they're all plus. They haven't signed Messi, they haven't signed Ronaldo. We've had some belters, haven't we, don't you? I go, I go. Thank you. Michael Antoine. Oh, great. Marcelo Moreno. He was another one, sir. Yeah. Pacelli. Don't forget oh, Mido. Scotland. Oh, Mido. Mido. Do, 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 do. So both the Scotland's goals full away as well. Right, so, uh, Yannick, it's, it's going to get done, isn't it? We're determined to bring him in. Are we happy? Is anybody not happy with him coming in? It's a lot of million, in, uh, lot of million. A lot of money in League One, isn't it? You know, a million pounds for yeah. it's a It's a million pound if. If everything happens, if we get promoted, yeah. if, yeah. if this happens, if, if he gets a, an international cap, if Holland win the World Cup, etc, etc. You know, there's so many outside influences on that. I think, I believe, we've called it straight with the uh, Adam Forshaw deal. We owe them, I think we owe them 40 quid on that. We said call it straight. Right, let's move on. First home game of the year, Chillingham at home. Thursday night on telly. Ooh. Feels like a Europa League game, doesn't it? But it's not, we've got the Jills in town. Gillingham are second on 50 points, so they're eight points ahead of us. We've got a game in hand on them, don't We've got a game in hand. They've won the last four. Nine points, sorry, Gareth. They've won the last four. So they're in a bit of a goal last five. <laughs> <laughs> Is that including cup games? No. Oh, well, there you go. Gareth, can you do something for me? Can you say. I'm Stepman. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Sorry, I just... Uh, he just proved it, yes. <laughs> he just proved it. I hope I'm right. <laughs> well, the BBC reckon you're wrong, but I, I believe you're over the BBC. Oh, yeah, Gareth. You are wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> no! Gillingham nil, Burton three, 
as a win to Gillingham. I don't know who quite had in that, sorry. Right, so I was right. Respect. <laughs> no, no, I'm stopping in. Well, just before we move on, um, I, I received a phone call last Wednesday from Gareth. Oh, yeah. Wondering where we all were. Oh. Hello, sir. Oh, yeah. Hello, mention it. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh New Year, new odds for the title and promotion. We are ten to one to win the league and two to one to get promoted. Just a little bit, though, isn't it? Fanzines. Before we move on to the end, fanzines. Yeah, uh, out tomorrow. Yeah, it's out tomorrow, is it? Was it yeah. going to be on sale? Uh, up on the bridge over the dugout. Near the dugout. Yeah. You're going to get in trouble with this one. Hopefully not. No. You got in trouble before, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <With the> <laughs> Listening, Jonathan. I'm sorry. Right. What was it about? Can you give us a clue? The Jonathan Jackson one. Yeah. Without getting into trouble, <laughs> we'll just give us a... Yeah, it was about Chesterfield. About the supporters' behaviour, order. Ah, I'm right, right. with you there. Yeah. yeah, on the pitch, on the pitch. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, right, lovely. Uh, we'll listen to Paul's off-the-terrace report for the Gillingham game, and then we'll uh, we'll have a look at some stats from the game, uh, and then we'll, we'll get straight into the Sheffield United one. So, if, without further ado, over to Paul. Well, it's Friday morning and I got so carried away I forgot it was my turn to uh, do this straight off the terrace so this isn't quite straight off the terrace it's straight off the Friday morning what a game what a finish oh I'm up early because I'm still buzzing brilliant last night we went from being a playoff team to an automatically promoted team Um Still got a bit to do to catch the other teams with the head start we gave them at the beginning of the season when we got sorted. But for the past three months we've been picking up two points a game, which is the form of a team that's champions if you can do it across the whole season. But that will be enough if we continue it to see us home. And I'll finish off with the customary up the ticks. Right, so that, that was Paul's off the uh, terrace report. Unfortunately, Paul <laughs> stuck in traffic. <laughs> smooth off the terrace report. Yeah, it was sounding like he got a bit of a call, though, didn't it? Yeah. Or he just got up one of the it other. It was a Friday morning off the terrace report. <laughs> I, I believe he was putting his bins out as well. Anyway. <laughs> um, and uh, we move on to Tuesday night. Sheffield United were in town. Picture was all looking forward to. I was looking forward to seeing Sheffield United. Last three years they've been one of the big clubs in this league, haven't they? Anyway, uh, let's have a listen to Dan's off the terrace report yeah. before we go any further. Well, <laughs> crikey, walking away from the DW Stadium after an absolutely pulsating finish out of nowhere from 3 0 down, Sheffield United, how on earth have you pulled it back to 3 3? I'll tell you why. Because of three dodgy pieces of defending from Wigan Athletic. Donovan Daniels, I'm looking at you. For all the great stuff you did going forward. Oh my goodness. From 3-0 up to 3-all at full time. Well, at least we haven't lost. Although, it really, really does feel like it right now. In a way, we should have seen it coming. Because those first ten minutes, we were exhibiting some of those iffy moments. However... You'd think three goals would completely obliterate that. But no, there was just enough time for them to come back and get the third. Just as we had enough time to win 3-2 on Thursday. And yes, completely shocked after that. 
we had nothing to go and try and get the fourth in six minutes of injury time. I'm going to shut up now. Back to you in the studio, Barry. How was your pie, Dan? Cold. What did you have? <coughs> chunky steak. You don't sell chunky steak. <laughs> I know, because I brought it in from outside. Oh, 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 oh. right, right, oh. never mind. I've, well, got, I've, I've, I've got to say, we need to keep Paul Kendrick off Twitter. Three 0 up. He said, "Game over." <laughs> mm, yeah, so. I think the players thought game over as well, so they must have been reading his Twitter feed. Well, yeah. that's definitely what Gary Caldwell thought. The players thought. Yeah. Well, interestingly, I was listening to the game on Wish FM as I was watching it last night, and the commentator said, "Us scoring the third goal was the worst thing we could have done at that moment because it kicked them back into life again." Right, so we we got Chesterfield on Saturday. Can we think of ten things about Chesterfield? Ten good things about Chesterfield? I'll start off. Well, one thing that all Chesterfield people are proud of is the fact that they don't live in Sheffield. Yeah. Paul? Gives a fa- good fact about <laughs> Chesterfield. Well, I'm uh, glad you asked me first. Crooked Spire on the cathedral. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dan? Don't know anything else. Well, it's a large field in Chester. Yeah. <laughs> stupid. Stupid boy. <laughs> I watched your dad's army thing last night. Yeah. Uh, Tory Ben? MP? Yeah. Gareth? Does fantastic race as well. Well, he was, isn't he? I'm going to say, Lava Job is dead. Yeah. Well, they've only won two of the last six games, having lost three of them. That's excellent, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. What so, we want? Like you said, they won 7-1 against uh, Shrewsbury, and most recently, the last game, they beat Rochdale away 3-2. So... Despite those negative odds, they've won the last two games. They've won the last two games, yes. And they've scored ten goals. Yes. <laughs> no, no. Mm. Adam? His right. predictions are what? No, no, no. What's, what do you know it's about what, um, Chester? The stadium's alright, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's a good stadium, so that's, uh, that's one plus. They have an alright stadium. Uh, Tesco's on stilts. Tesco's on stilts, yeah. Anybody go to the old ground, Saltergate? Tesco's on the where the bloody old car park's underneath it. It's um, it's a flood right. plane, isn't it? You know what I mean? Uh, a bit like our Asda. Was that a cover? Speaking of uh, youngsters, last uh, oh, last night. night. Oh yeah, oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. We'll come to that in a minute because we're, we're just up to half time now in the uh, Chesterfield game. <laughs> Sorry, Barry. It's all right. We all know what happened at half time, don't we, Robert? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was so, uh, having a game of shoot. So we'll set the scene. There was snow everywhere. The bottles were out. People were charging their it fasts up, and, and everyone was getting ready and excited. And out on the pitch was Robert Gibson. The ball was on the penalty spot. And it was the half-time challenge, Rob. Yeah. Now, the usual prizes, as I'm aware, are a jar of Uncle Joe's. Yeah. Hey. Signed shirt. Signed shirt. Yeah. for two at Rigoletto's. Meal for two at Rigoletto's. Or a season ticket from the halfway line. Yeah. And as you progress through, you still get the prizes. You know, it's not one or the other. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. So, you stepped up, Rob, and what did they offer you for the penalty spot? Father. Anyway, you did that, didn't you? Yeah, but a fiver or a, you can get a jar of Uncle Joe's for a fiver, can't oh, you? Yeah, go on, we'll give him that. <laughs> one. <laughs> Two steps up, and what happened? I stuck it in back at that. Yes, yeah. straight down the middle. Fine, easy. Keep the earth. Keep, keep, keep no chance. chance. Yeah. <laughs> 
Turn around, walk, walk <laughs> to the edge of the box. There was another ball waiting oh, for you. Yes, there was. What happened then? The uh, stuck that away as well, Barry. <laughs> was that as easy or did something happen? It, it was easy, but there's a, there's a bit of a slip on bit the way. A bit of a slip, yeah, yeah, yeah. just Christmas bump, didn't you? Yeah, well, that washed my jacket and my jeans anyway when I go and put it out there. <laughs> well, was you that frightened? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be frightened, Barry, when them bloody mascots walking about and that. Yeah. So what did you win for that? Ten pounds. Ten pounds. So, yeah. so do you want to carry on or do you want to set them on? Oh, I, I carry on, don't I? So you go up, you go up to the. Uh, what was the next one from the the, the circle on? Yeah, edge of the circle. Yeah. What happened then? I stuck it straight down the middle. And did it make it? Oh, easy. Yeah. Take note, Leon Burnett. So you <laughs> pass a ball. <laughs> well, what did you get for that? Fifty quid. Fifty notes. What? In your back pocket. No, check. <laughs> What's not been sent yet? Yeah. <laughs> so what happened then? Could you give that up and... Um, I could have carried on, Barry. What was the the big prize? Two fifty. Two hundred fifty quid. Now, what did it used to be? That season ticket, didn't season it? Season ticket, ticket and the other prizes. What would you sooner have had? Two hundred fifty quid. Well, if it had been the season ticket and the other prizes, do you think you'd have gone for it? Would you have been tempted? Hey, with Not with trainers on in them conditions. If it if it was summer, I would have pinged it, no problem. But in snowy, wet conditions when they're already gone ass over, mm. um, what's it? Uh, to be fair, I had to take it. To be fair, season ticket next year will be two hundred quid, won't it? Yeah, yeah. two fifty is a twenty-five percent increase. Yeah, on it your is. Price. Yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> so you also get your season ticket and a program for every game. Yeah, after that. Yeah. Would you recommend the, the punters out there to to write in and have a Oh one? yeah, definitely. Just send your email. Um, send the email to the club. Yeah. Is it Chris Baxter? Chris Baxter. Not got his email address. Um, but, yeah. I used to teach Chris, by the way. Did you? Yeah, Student of mine. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> oh yeah, no, on, on the way off, <coughs> uh, there was the uh, mascots, <laughs> so I smashed the ball from 20 yards, hit them on the back, and then pointed the finger at somebody else. Oh, Robert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> poor form. That was poor, that. Yeah, poor That was form. very poor. But yeah, just showing I can pass a ball better than Leon Burnett, that's what I was doing. What did it feel like when everybody cheered you? Cheered? Not booed me. Yeah, I'm not cheering for anyone cheering. We cheered. We cheered. Yeah, I, 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 you're on, I, I heard a big boo. I shouted, when you put first one in, I shouted at you, and he's oh, you've got some fans in the South Stand. Oh, South Stand? It was echoing, wasn't it? Was it? Is that what it was? Oh, yeah. Everybody gone downstairs for a, for a wee, wee dance. Oh, <laughs> 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 I've gone down. 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 I've Rob said he read it out wrong, didn't he? Yeah, he's he shouted it out wrong. Oh, and then oh. said they'd been generous. Oh, no, he, he just messed but up. But not sent it. <laughs> oh, no, it's not been sent. Waiting to sell play, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, that was that. I'm back out. Finish the game 3-1. Last six youth have qualified for the fifth round of the yeah. FA Youth Cup. Rob's off now, yeah. so... Uh, bye, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> He, he's gone to collect his £25. Yes. Yes. Going through me a little regaletto with 25 dabs. <laughs> See you Bye later. Bye. Yeah. Uh, last year's youth have qualified for the fifth round of the youth FA Cup.
I'll get this bit done, yeah, won't I? Last issue could qualify for the fifth round of the FA Cup. FA Cup for the first time in the history. I'm beating Derby County this week with Chris Sangle. We've got Manchester City in round five at the DW Stadium. Uh, Latix Youth Team Manager Gregor Riok has asked, does anybody have Ben Watson's phone number so we can get for the game to come and get? So we can beat Man City with the Watson goal again? Yeah. Well, it's a a fantastic achievement. I mean, we're in League 2 now, League 1, sorry, the third tier club, and we got to the fifth round, so it's brilliant. Greetings everybody and welcome to the Progress with Unity podcast. I'm Barry Worthington and we're here in sunny Beach Hill. We've got a full... I told you you couldn't do it normal. We've got a full house this evening. Around the table with me this evening I've got Dan. Hello Dan. Superficial, Barry. <laughs> We've got Statman. Hello Barry. Hello. You can call me Dan again now if you want. Uh, Simon. Dan. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Mick. Dan. Mick. Dan. Mick. Dan. Dan. Alright. Alright. <laughs> Paul, how are you? Evening, Adam. Alright. <laughs> this is getting very confusing, this is Barry is, has got his head in his hands. He's regretting ever asking me to do this. Adam, hello. Hello. Alright. And Rob. Good evening. Good evening. Is that everybody? Did I miss anybody? I'm not used to doing this. Yourself. <laughs> oh, yes. Myself, of course. Dan. Which swiftly brings us to the end of crew, and we've got one other big happening, shall we put it, over the last few days. Last night was the Wigan Athletic Fans Advisory Board meeting for the month of January 2016, and myself, Mr. Barry Worthington, who's over there, and Hello. Simon. My name's my full name's on there. Yes, Mr. He's number six, <laughs> number six on the attendees list. I'm also, no- I think, I'm number three as well. Oh yes. Yeah, they're twice. <laughs> Did you only do that so you could get twice the coffee? No, no. Well, I mean, that's a, an interesting point about winning and losing because what, another thing that was brought up last night was goal music because, you know, we, oh, we don't play any goal music now. Goal? Yeah. So, well, we said, some people are unaware when it finished because we never scored last season or so, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. That's one of the reasons we never heard any goal yeah, music. Yeah, that's right. Because we never scored a goal or so. No one said, and we bringing goal music back, did they? Yep. Yes. Oh, well, oh it's a good job I weren't there. I want, I want to punch them in the head or anything. It was quite <laughs> it, it was split, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Split. I mean, you split? Yeah. Only because the people who want goal music set louder than the people who don't. And people who well, don't. It was the other way around, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. more don't want goal music. Yeah, yeah well, that's what I mean. Yeah. It is. that, And that would be the case if you asked every fan outside Green and they all voted on it. It'd be about 98%, but it's just the. Two percent of idiots. There was a cracking suggestion for a tune, but I can't remember what it was. Anyway. Is it a Queen song? I can't remember. Anyway, Captain Pogwash was good. At that's the best one I've heard. Yeah, that, that one. That was that, that, uh, even though they'd just equalised, I was laughing my head off at yeah. that. that. That was brilliant. We and, should, and Adam were doing the old sailing <laughs> We should have the Uncle Joe's Mint Balls song. Not again. When, the did it, when did the goal music end? Was it the 11-12 season? It didn't end soon enough, did it? <laughs> I remember yeah. United only were beaten 1-0 and we scored, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. It got slowed, but the goal music Two moles is yeah. We scored twice and it was 1-0. Everyone thought we'd scored, but yeah. the goal music aside. Because it was a goal last yeah, time. Yeah, it was never a fail. Ben refereeing. 
Oh well, who needs to go? We've got we still. It was my mate, wasn't it, Fat Phil? <coughs> well, yeah. He ruined your Christmas. I think it was the Lano he flagged though. To be fair, he, I'd yeah. love to blame Phil out, but it was the Lano what flagged. It's all a conspiracy though, isn't it? Anti Wigan. Not really. Yeah. Well, Rob, you'll be very, very pleased to hear that there are no plans to bring back. <laughs> yes, in your face. Woohoo! It's going to be a good one as soon as we score. In your face. So any other points? <laughs> oh, I think we've won forever, Dan, if we carried on. Well, what about the triangle corner flags? Oh god. There were some questions asked, wouldn't there? So where did that put us in, in the old league table, Gareth? League table, we're currently sat in fourth place on fifty two points. Yeah. Two behind Gillingham. And four behind Walsall after their win last night. Right. The Phoenix is rising. So we've got a, we play the same games as Gillingham, uh, aren't we? And Walsall got a, have they got a game in hand on us, Walsall? Yeah, both Burton and Walsall have played 28, and Gillingham, Wigan and Coventry mm-hmm. have all played 29. Uh-huh. They'll all be pooing in their kecks. Yeah, yes, I think they are. <laughs> Creeping yeah. up on them, getting yeah. closer every week. Especially since we're going to play them. Well, we have, haven't we? We've got, we've got to go to both. By, uh, Burton and Walsall. Burton's towards the end of the season, isn't it? Yeah, we've got Coventry down here coming here as well. How many away games have we not lost? Boys, it? It? 12, 13, it's a lot. I think uh, we're going in good form. Yeah, it's excellent form, isn't it? But I think that's been the, the, the story of the season, hasn't it? We started off where it was obviously it was going to happen. Bedding in periods. Bedding in, new players getting used to each other, getting used to the style, system. Everything, even the management getting and coaches getting used to each other because a new setup. Yeah. And as the season's gone on, we've got a little bit better and a little bit better. Uh, it's going as well as anybody could have offered, I think. Yeah, I think that acclimatisation happened quicker than, well, certainly I expected, and we're in a better position than I thought we would be right now. Mm. But, uh, just, after, just after Christmas, I wrote a piece for the uh, 12th man in the Wigan Evening Post, and I. I Forecast that by the end of February we'll be in the top two, and I, I still stand by that. And I think that's where we. And, and that's when you. That's spring. Then when you're spring and you're in the top two, that's you well, go to be shot down. Then you, you, you look you, at teams that made that break early on, like for example Coventry. You know they came out of guns blazing and petered off a bit. Mm. Peterborough. You yeah. know they were up and around where we are. We're just gradually coming to. The top two are between, sorry for hyping on, but I think the four teams up there now are the, the four. The top four are going to be, make up the top two. Yeah, but I actually don't count Burnley. I think Burnley have crashed and burnt for me. Mm. You're right. Um, yeah, I think they made a, a bad appointment in, in Nigel Clough. I don't think he's the, he's the guy to So different than, than Jimmy Floyd. That's still banking his philosophies and everything. And the, the change in the team. That's the why they're conceding goals now. Yeah, the, uh, the, the reason why they was where they were is you just have to look at the results. It was all clean sheets. Yeah. They, yeah. they don't score many goals. You look at the goals for Colin, it's not impressive at all. It's you know, you've got teams seventeenth, eighteenth in the league who score as many goals. Success they've had. It's all based on clean sheets. The problem it, yeah, no, work they, they kept it, you know, real, real discipline, good mm. share, organisation. Now, when you take that away, all of a sudden you can see them one or two goals. They can't score more than one goal in a game. Mm. I, I, if you look at the results they've had, they've had a, the wins they had previous to the two or three defeats in the last 
few games, they was all one nil, two nil. They never score more than two goals, and all of a sudden you concede them two goals. You're not going to win a game, eh? No, no. And I, I think something to do with love that because that team over since Gary Rowe was there and they brought in a good appointment to Newbury Floyd Hasselbank to carry on that ethic of that hard work take defence and build on it that's changed and in fact when we lost Roberto Martinez and we had a complete change in that every, that was up in the air and that was at the start of the season this is halfway through the season it's, it's so disruptive plus as well they've probably just lost the best player and they've lost the best he's not yeah. only the best the leading goal scorer but he's the best player as well yeah he is yeah, yeah. it's just a pity the only <laughs> one didn't lose Dak mm. isn't it because that, that, that would have been uh, yeah. Yeah. They turned down three million, didn't they? Off Bristol City, off yeah, two million. Bold move that really, because if they don't go up as well, it's you know it's. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Talking of signings, uh, we've just had the transfer window, haven't we? We'll move on. That's a nice little step. That little uh, segue. Yes. Segue. Segue. I don't know what you stand on and go round the woods on. Yeah, and crash into people. Segways. Yeah. And post videos of yourself doing stuff. Segway. What about segways or whilst no, we're on segway? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the ground. That'd be fantastic, that wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> they can't see. I that. thought we were doing the chat chat then, Dad. Anyway, uh, transfer window. So we've had. This is my straight off the terrace report for Wigan Athletic under 18s versus Manchester City under 18s in the FA Youth Cup. Game finished. Wigan Athletic won. Manchester City three. Hi guys, Dan here at Wigan Walgate Station after a surprisingly engaging contest between Latics and Manchester City in the Youth Cup fifth round. And it was also a very long game. In fact, I believe they're still playing now. What, it's quarter past ten? And the game's still going on, I believe, due to the referee's propensity to add extra time upon stoppage time upon stoppage time. You know, all in all, it was um, a pretty, pretty decent game. I'm proud to watch Latics. In the Youth Cup today, good first half. We invited City on, you know, see what they had at the beginning. And, you know, this is one of Europe's best academies taking on Little Wigan. And we stood shoulder to shoulder, toe to toe with them for 120 minutes. Manchester City did a Wigan and controlled the game for the first, what, 15, 20 minutes. But they really couldn't break through. Latics were very, very strong in the tackles, physical, and did very well to stop them creating any chances whatsoever, really. In the first half, they got one attempt on target, and that was cleared off the line, but that was it. Lang got the goal for Latics out just after half-time. A neat finish inside the area, one-on-one with the keeper, slotted it home. City came back, and there was nearly, nearly an FA Cup final memory kind of rekindled picture it 91st minute free kick on the right hand side of the field a 15 man brawl breaks out just a bit of pushing and shoving really but a lot of passion and that made me think we're going to do it we're going to go and score the winner right now and indeed the ball is fantastic it comes flying straight into the danger area the man in the middle only has to head it past the goalkeeper at either side but unfortunately it goes straight at him either side it was two on Wigan it was game over and they're into the quarterfinals but City showed their class showed why they have one of the best academies in Europe they dug deep got two additional goals in extra time to put the game beyond Latics and 
you know, for over 600 fans there watching the game tonight, it was a really good showcase. Incredible effort. We can hold our heads high. We didn't go through, but we really, really gave the Premier League side, with all the world superstars, a stern, stern test. And we should hold our heads high. We should be proud of ourselves for that. We're not going through, but a lot of stars of the future in that team. I'm sure that one or two of those guys will break through to a first team within the next few years. All in all, a very good, if cold, evening, and certainly worth the five pounds. They were unlucky. I'm sure they'll pick themselves up, dust themselves down. There's some real talent there that's going to come through. Um, you know, you've got Josh Gregory in centre mid who commanded the play. He like a James McCarthy, James McCarthy kind of player. Um, but from one to eleven, the three lads who came on, it was just you know there's passion, they're playing for each other. So on to the future, and let's see what it brings. Oh, the ticks! Oh, the flaming ticks! That pitch, oh my goodness! Life's a pitch, isn't it? Life is a pitch. Or so, a beach uh, in this case. Before, pitch. before we start on on the Sheffield game, which is what we usually do, let's just talk a little bit about the pitch. I think it went downhill really fast because the last home game, there was it the Port Vale game, last home game. It didn't look too bad to me, and then when you put it on the highlights, you looked there, saw the highlights, I thought that looks bloody shocking. It didn't look too bad on Tuesday night, did it, for the under 18s? Early season, it looked half decent, didn't it? And Early the, photographs, the photographs on social media, and also the photographs from Sky of that pitch before that game of egg chase kicked off. <laughs> Why? Did the referee not call it off? Because he was on Sky. Because that game... He was on Sky. Exactly, because it was on Sky. Yeah. Oh, all they're, not, they're not bothered, are they? Well, the ball touches the floor a lot less, so it's less of an, an So we play 18 games. The Chasers play one game, and the pitch has to be ripped up because it's unplayable. It's not right, is it? It's not right, no. Well, you could say that we should have switched our under-18s game to Robin Park. Because there was 120 minutes played last Tuesday, which has done far more damage than any rugby man could There's major problems with it, though, isn't there? I mean, there's other grounds, like Uddersfields, they play twin sports on there, and it, it holds up. There's major problems in East Austin. And Jonathan Jackson has come out and said, temporary measure, new new carpet down, end of season, the lot comes up, including yeah. the drains, well, and the other soil eating as well is coming I, up. I mean, from, from the insight that we've had off JJ, it's very clear that the deluge that we had at Christmas has been the source of, of the, the main source of the problems because it just hasn't drained has it since then the conditions have just been they've been horrible since then you know we've, had, we've not had two dry days together have we for ages it's been it's a shocker isn't it and like they started work they was hoping to get underway Monday morning I believe but they couldn't because it was that bad again And but they started Monday night didn't they and worked through the night Tuesday worked all day Tuesday through the night Wednesday's been not too bad, we started raining again around tea time, and we forecast a little bit of snow coming. Uh, we're, uh, Friday, are we? Good. So. Not sports, to John, this week. John Kettle. Mm. Mm. What about I mean, I mean, To be fair, if a bit of snow drops, no. and it's unplayable because some snow drops down, we've then got legitimate cause to call it off and say it's not our fault. That gives us a bit more time to sort this pitch out properly yeah there's no game after after uh, Saturday until the end of the month uh, the Eggies play on the Friday night against Salford has it been moved Simon shaking his head World Club Challenge 20th of February at the DW Stadium really 
So they've got two games before we're at home again. Yeah. Right? Against yeah. Burr. Yeah. The thing is, is that not going to be moved? No. The World Cup Challenge now it's all no. paid for, Sky, locked in, final answers. If you play it on a fresh turf, that should be able to take two games, wouldn't it? Well, we'd hope so. We'd hope so. Right, anyway, let's forget that for the time being. Hopefully, on Saturday, it'll be in, in pretty decent nick. Good job, Mick, wasn't it, on it? Defending them to the hills. Yeah, well, good. <laughs> Graham Wesley. Hey. Exactly. Hey. The uh, Peterborough you? boss has come out with a statement today saying, uh, on TalkSport, saying, with respect, Wigan Athletic, I think he means not, not the rugby team, but I don't know with him because he's not very clued up on football, but Wigan, with respect, would have dishonoured the Champions League had they qualified as anything. Graham, with respect, where are you in league, son? All I'd like <laughs> to say is, who the is Graham Wesley? Graham Wesley, aged 47, played 13 clubs in his career. Wickham, Kingstonian, Wellston, Farnborough, Arlow, Enfield, Aylesbury, Harrow, Harrow, Tooting, Molesse, and Watland. Yeah, well, they're, they're well, disrespect yeah. North West Counties. Yeah. To be he, fair. He's managed 10 clubs, and these include... the same point as I want to say. Enfield, Farnborough, Stevenage three times. Yeah, Stevenage. Kettering. Massive. PNE where he got sacked. He also texted the players, didn't he? Telling them not don't come in for training. And Peterborough United. Who is Graham Wesley? Well, I've got a question as well. How many FA Cup winners medals does he have? It's what? just jealousy, that's all it is, well, isn't it? I've got a question for you, Barry. With if respect. a Champions League spot was on offer for that season that we won the FA Cup, would we have still won it? Would these other teams have well, put yeah. out more competitive teams? Well, like who? Huddersfield. <laughs> Millwall, Macclesfield. Every time we had opportunity. Well, 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 we Everton and City played the strongest team. Everyone played the strongest yeah. team. City played fullbacks at fullbacks. What you have to ask yourself, Dan, is would we have played our strongest team yeah. on the way through the FA Cup? We probably would have done. Not we didn't. We didn't play our strongest team. And we went to Macclesfield and we were all scratching our head. We had the athlete in the goal. Yeah, and he cried off. Pretending to be injured that game. Yeah, you remember? Oh, the my leg! It was an awful game. He got, <laughs> got beat. It's snow. <laughs> yeah. We didn't play our strongest team all season that season, did we? No, no we didn't. That's why we got relegated. Because yeah. we had defenders in the <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. it, talking about rubbish. You've got to ask yourself did we dishonour the Europa League? Oh, we coiled. Well, we put up a good face. <laughs> I think we had to it. Ruben Kazan. He's on talk sport to deliberately say controversial things to get people to reply well here's something controversial would he then say that Celtic dishonour the Champions League with the respect with yeah. respect yeah. because they're going they're, they're not I mean they're no great shakes in it aren't they yeah, they're not much better than us no. <laughs> they're not what about the team from Iceland or the team from Norway or a team from Manchester Red Half yeah Man United let's see United Reef what have they done in the Champions League this season? What have they done since they won it last? Since they got to the final last? Well, two years on trot. <laughs> you, can make, you can make the argument that when Chelsea finished fifth and got in, how was the team that finishes fifth in the league getting Champions. into Champions, Champions League? Know, yeah. Champions are nothing. No. Apart from the fact they won't. What about when Blackburn were in the Champions League? And they started and fighting each other. and were so fighting. <laughs> yeah. Is that not dishonouring yeah. it? Losing to Helsingborgs, of all places. I remember seeing a, a sign as I was driving through Lancashire 
that it's a Burnley twin with Elsenborgs mm. as like a bit of a joke, you know. Did they not dishonour the, the Champions League with their performances? Well, he's fucking out of his backside. He is, exactly. Is it not the fact that teams like Wigan and Wimbledon and teams like that can win the FA Cup that makes it so glamorous and so unpredictable? And teams like Leicester can be top of Premier League. Yeah. Well, let's have a look at what's going on. Of course I, I, I can't wait. Yeah. If they win that league, I... I well, that's I'm another thing. People they're definitely yeah. qualifying for the Champions League. They're going to finish top Are four. They're going to disrespect it. Yeah. Can I, I just say before we go any further? Rob brings in some fruit pastels <laughs> and the Dominion they're called Dominion fruit pastels they're the finest fruit pastels on the planet aren't they yes they are purchased from a, a supermarket beginning with air uh, with four letters all day yeah yeah 50 pounds <laughs> a bag and what weight is that bag it's a uh, it's getting a lot of 230 230 gram bag that's no, absolutely that fantastic that's the first size and all isn't it so they can scan it on both sides halfway across the back of the three. so Dominion if you're listening our address is Gidlow <laughs> <laughs> Delta Beach Hill Wigan uh, we're going to have a, an off the terrace in a moment before we do we, we had a bit of a trip down, didn't we? Uh, a podcast crew trip. And we, we shared the vehicle, the oh, podcast vehicle. Yes. We went down there. The Sharabang. The Sharabang. But there's one thing that, uh, whilst we were there, Warsaw is very famous for something. Very, very famous. It's the home of, Rob? Balti Pies. Balti Pies. Well, let me just tell you this. I've tried meat and prater. I've tried cheese and ham. Even had a go at eating one full of spam. But I'm sure you'll all agree with me, having tried all the rest, that the pie with the most... And the one which is the best, Balti Pies, Balti Pies, they're spicy and full of surprise. You can stick your steak and ale at the end of your tail and telling you no lies. You can't beat a Balti Pie. We were at Warsaw last weekend. I've travelled down with a few of my friends. On the pitch, Latics were ace, a feast for our eyes. Then I heard one say, Warsaw, it's the home of Balti Pies. Balti pies, balti pies, they're spicy and full of surprise. You can stick your steak and ale at the end of your tail. I'm telling you no lies, you can't beat balti pies. Golden crust, it looks quite flash. And at £3.20, it's a bit of a cash. But the taste is supreme, the chicken is lean. Spicy and rich, whilst down on the pitch. The lads are a feast for our eyes. A feast for our bellies is those... Balti pies. Balti pies, the spicy and full of surprise. You can stick your steak and ale at the end of your tail. I'm telling you a little lies. David Sharp, get him in. You can't beat a balti pie. Yeah. yeah. They were fantastic, weren't they? Oh, off the hook. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I wrote that this afternoon. That was quality. That was fantastic. Yeah. 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 Very good. Very good. I should have yeah. brought my guitar in and turned it into a Lancashire hot pot style song. It could have done, yeah. Very different. Yeah, it was. Anyway. Uh, like I said, we, we, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we went down with a few friends, and uh, this week's From the Terrace Report is those few friends having a bit of a chat. So without further ado, we'll have a listen to it. Off the Terrace Take 3, live here from the best got in the car, waiting to get off, off to the M6. What a result, 2-1 to Wigan, two great goals, bad goalkeeping possibly, we'll have to wait to see a replay. But what a win! What a winner, Barry! What a win, Rob! We're up to second because Gillingham's lost at Oldham. How good is that? Brilliant! What do you think of the game, Gareth? Excellent game, a real cracking game. Superb second half to watch. But the thing I, I, I like to see the lads in midfield, and I thought Morset and Perkins were terrific today. They bossed that midfield and set the set it up for us. Yeah. 
I'd been happy with a scrappy 1-0 off somebody's arse because it was an important game to win. But when you win it like that, it just tops it off and it's going to be a fantastic evening. Look at that lad over there's head walking Thanks for the three points. We've had a good time. <laughs> oh, yes, what a win. Yeah, uh, fantastic first goal. I mean, what a strike that was. It must have been fully 30. The keeper had absolutely no chance. Uh, I didn't think Walsall really did anything till they scored. I think they had a they had a good 15 minute spell, but it was all pretty much plain sailing. Greg missed three brilliant chances. He should have scored, shouldn't he? Yeah, I think none another day he gets an hat trick there, Greg. Yeah. It, it looks like he should have buried that first one uh, at the back post, but it was it was 100 yards away. Yeah, there was the header as well. The it? header, the glancing header, that was his diffi- most difficult chance he had of the three. Then he were through. They were three one on one, and it was a poor finish from Greg. At, you expect him at the target, but anyway, all irrelevant because we've had we've come here, we've got the three points, uh, and it's on to Berry next week. So up the ticks, up the ticks. <laughs> very good, very good, that Rob. Yes, that poor guy walking with his head down. Unlucky, unlucky, unlucky son. Yannick Wilshut, is he the heartbeat of the Lassics? Do we think with his enthusiasm and? He's and dancing. He's dancing for Paul's shaking his head. No. 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 <clears throat> well, the fans are quite obviously the heartbeat of the club, Barry. If, if yeah, you're that gonna, was if you, me, this was me linking to me closing <laughs> <on> this. <laughs> if you're going to pick a player, <laughs> who's yeah. Max Power. He's in, he plays in the middle, he's in the middle of all the celebrations, in the middle of everything. Yeah, I, I didn't really mean that he was our most important player. He was <laughs> no, just no, trying no, to link to the song with his song about him. <laughs> But, yeah. Right, no, but. Uh, Alright, you was going for a cheap link, but. I was, I yeah. Think, right, <laughs> go with your cheap link then. Where's Nick Berry when you need him? I don't know. Did he sing that? I thought it was. <laughs> it's uh, a programme, wasn't it? She wadi wadi. Right then, uh, Yannick Wilshire, we know he's not the heartbeat of our team. We, uh, <laughs> but he's part of the pulse within it, isn't it? And his antics and his love for the club is, is quite evident. And it's. Quite fitting that the song that the fans sing to him is, in fact, uh, a rendition of our beat that we used to sing to Victor Moses. It's not really his song anyway, is it? Poor Yannick. No. No. No, Second hand. Second hand. No, he doesn't know, does he? Because he's been listening to this. Hey, what the? He's going home. (laughs) (laughs) He's the American. (laughs) (laughs) He is when he's been on them special brownies, I'll tell you. From that that shop in Amsterdam. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, with, with uh, uh, a lot to look forward to before we reconvene, uh, Bury and Millwall, let's uh, knock it on the head. So it's a good night from me. And it's a good, good night, night from us.